Welcome back to the set, everybody. Political talk show that has its own set of opinions. That's about it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the set. So John Kirby is reportedly frustrated by White House Press Secretary Queen Jean-Pierre's role in calling on reporters during his press briefings, and he does a lot of more briefings, following reports of tension between the two White House officials, Queen Jean-Pierre and John Kirby. They're not getting along. Quote this from the New York Times. They asked people about the tension between Corinne Jean-Pierre, press secretary, and John Kirby. And these people said that that are close to John Kirby that, quote, Mr. Kirby had privately acknowledged when asked that he would one day like to be named press secretary, and he has expressed frustration that Ms. Jean-Pierre picked the reporters who ask him questions at briefings. Kirby has been appearing alongside Jean-Pierre relatively often since Hamas' October 7 terrorist attacks in Israel. Kirby was officially promoted on Sunday to a role that will put him in charge of coordinating communications across several agencies. And this is from Fox News. A U.S. official said Kirby's new title will be White House National Security Advisor, elevating him from Deputy Assistant up to Assistant to the President. And so... Corinne Jean-Pierre might not be press secretary for much longer. And the left, they're very upset about it. They're saying, look at this. Corinne Jean-Pierre, a black woman who checks LGBTQ. John Kirby, a white male who doesn't check any of the boxes. Hey, the Biden administration is allowing for him to take over possibly her job and to push her to the side? That has to be because of racism. Right? Because, I mean, she's black. They're getting rid of her. It has to be because of racism. So in this case, I'll actually be defending the Biden administration. Listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre and her brilliant answers to reporters asking her questions. We've been very clear. We've been really, really, really clear. We've been really clear. Uh, I'm going to leave that to our national security advisor. I'm just going to leave it there for now. And I'm going to leave it there. So they'll leave it. She'll leave it there. She won't answer the question. And what she used to do until now, I guess people made so much fun of her for doing that that she stopped doing it. She'd always say, ask that person. Ask that administration official. Ask that department of government. And people were like, hey, you're the press secretary. It's not like... You're going over to someone that's working in the White House and asking questions about their work, and they're like, I don't want to answer questions. I'm doing my job. I'm not answering your questions. Her job is to answer the questions, okay? And she's not doing that. And she would refer the, the question, say, ask it of somebody else. She stopped doing that. But now she started saying, I won't answer it. I will not answer it. I will not answer it. And that's a terrible answer for a press secretary to give, even though it's, a, it's, it's really, really difficult to give answers to the disasters of this Biden administration and to defend this administration and Joe Biden's cognitive issues and cognitive policies that are disastrous, right? So you had Jen Psaki, who was the press secretary before Corinne Jean-Pierre. She didn't check so many boxes, but she was pretty good. When you asked her a question and she didn't have what to answer, she didn't go looking through the loosely folder that Corinne Jean-Pierre uses to look for a note on the question that was asked and the topic and then say, ask somebody else or, no, I'm not answering. She would say, I'll circle back to you. She never circled back, but at least she said, I'll circle back to you. And so she never answered it, but it was like, 
wait, this is, a, this is I'm not ignoring your question. I'm going to answer. Well, what are you going to get so upset about? But Karine Jean-Pierre just flat out says, I'm not answering. And the people are very upset about that. And she's a disastrous press secretary. She has to read notes, kind of like Joe Biden. So they're not getting rid of her because of racism. And I believe that this administration is extremely racist. I think the Democratic Party is extremely racist. They use blacks for votes, right? Going to elaborate on that. We're not going to get into it right now. But getting rid of Karine Jean-Pierre has nothing to do with racism. She's just a terrible press secretary. And by the way, the only reason why she got the job is because of her race. So they wouldn't fire her because of her race. And because she checked LGBTQ. Right? But now... You got Kamala Harris, who's a terrible vice president. Why? Because she got the easiest job in the world and she's not doing it. And Joe Biden's not being the nominee of the Democratic Party. Some people are talking about Kamala Harris being the nominee. I think she'd be a better candidate than Joe because she's black. And so more Democrats would vote for her. But she's very much a part of this administration, so it's extremely risky to put her up as the nominee when she's so much a part of this administration, right? And she's a fool, and she shows it. So I think they'll put somebody else up, but let's talk about her for a moment. She is dumber than Joe Biden is. Why? Because... Joe Biden is in a cognitive decline. He has mental issues, okay? And he knows to follow orders. They tell him, Joe, read the note card. Read the teleprompter. He tries to do that all the time. Sometimes he just can't read well because he's in a cognitive decline. Sometimes he forgets, but he's trying to follow orders. He tries to walk in the right way. He asks, uh, where, where, am I, where am I walking? Go right there, right? And... They tell him what to do, and they tell him what executive orders to sign. Whereas Kamala Harris, who has the easiest job in the world, and that's vice president, why is it so easy? Because all you got to do is read some speeches from some teleprompters. You don't really have to do anything. You just got to read speeches. You don't sign orders. You don't do anything. You just have to read speeches and smile. Okay? But Kamala Harris doesn't read the speeches that are on the teleprompter. She makes word salads. And she cackles like a nutcase. And she doesn't make any sense. Why is she doing that? Why doesn't she just follow orders, read from the teleprompter that her speechwriters write for her? In that case, she'd be a great vice president. She wouldn't look like such a fool, and she would possibly be able to be the nominee, even though she's a part of this disastrous administration. So that tells me she's dumber than even Joe Biden, because Joe Biden tries to follow orders. He can't. But she doesn't even try. She thinks she's so smart. She's so dumb that she thinks she's so smart that she can wing it. And here's what happens when she tries to wing it. Take a listen to this. Hell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context. Exist in the context? Of all in which you live and what oh, you Oh, that makes a lot of sense. You live in what you are. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? Right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? I love Venn diagrams. Always ask, is there a Venn diagram for this? I'm telling you, it, it, it's fascinating when you do. 
Oh my god, she's so stupid and she shows it every time she speaks because she, she could just read from the teleprompter. Why don't you do that, Kamal? Either because she doesn't know how to read, which tells me she's really, really dumb, but I think it's more because she thinks she's so smart. And her dumbness that tells her that she's smart when she's really dumber than dumb is what's making her look for the fool that she is. And I don't think she's going to be the Democrat nominee because she's the biggest risk. People see her as stupid, dumb, and completely... Not someone that should be elected as president. And not someone that's electable. She looks like an utter fool. But what would happen if she was president, right? Uh, I think for Republicans, I think for the American people as a whole, even though Democratic voters don't see it, that in the way that Republicans see it, that it's better to have a Republican president. I mean, their pockets are fuller when they got a Republican president. Economy's better. You don't have the war situation like now. Um, when you got a MAGA president, let's put it like that. But if you get Kamala Harris as opposed to Joe Biden, I think things will be better. Here's why. Joe Biden, as I mentioned, is a bumblebee older person. I make fun of him because he's also evil. Just if he were old, it's not, it's not fair to make fun. He's mentally ill, and he follows orders, and those orders are terrible. Horrible policies. And these people that want those policies to be followed through with don't get the blame for it and they would never do it if they were president themselves because they don't want people to look at them as evil and horrible and they don't want people to blame them so they use Joe Biden as a puppet he gets the blame, he signs the orders and he does it for them he reads the teleprompter, or tries to Kamala Harris, who we just told you is so dumb that she thinks she's smart she becomes president what happens is she will not follow orders because she thinks she's smart. She'll have her own agenda, her own ideas, her own policies to put in place. But the left won't go along with it necessarily. Because it's so stupid and it really won't further their agenda, whatever that agenda may be, disastrous as it may be. Right? And she won't listen to the handlers. So things will be very messy if she's president. Her policies will be disastrous. But I don't think they'll be disa as disastrous as the evil policies that were put in place under this administration and I think by the way countries across the world might be a little scared of the United States because this Kamala will be completely unpredictable in terms of what she'll do what action she'll take she's so nuts doesn't follow orders completely unreliable she can start off with one word and end up in the school bus and she'll repeat things over and over again. You don't know what she could do. And that was one of the good things about Trump and the unreliability. Um, and he really, he had a strategy. And that was to show that he's not stable and to freak out the leaders across the world. And that was a good strategy, peace through strength and craziness. <laughs> okay, but things were going good. I don't think she would be a good president, but I think she'd be less disastrous than Joe Biden. So now talk about Joe Biden. He will not be the nominee. And the problem with him is not his age. Even though Democratic voters say that it's his age. Let me tell you something. If Joe Biden was a great, great president, right? And things were perfect. The fact that he's old would not affect him in the slightest. Democratic voters would say, I don't know, everything is fantastic. I don't care about his age. I don't care about his mental decline. Just like Donald Trump mentally declines and gets cognitive issues, I think Republicans are still going to go with him because his policies are fantastic. 
And that's what it comes down to, really. Even if you think that, you know, Democrat voters themselves think maybe that they're not going to vote for Joe or they don't want him because he's old. Really, it's because of the policies. Because if the policies were great, then they would still vote for him. Here is John Stewart talking about how some Democrats are defending Biden and his cognitive decline. That's very. That's a good one by John Stewart. And John Stewart just made it back to the Daily Show. He's a liberal extremist, anti-Israel, pretty much anti-America. But he's funny, and he understands that comedy works when you really make fun of people. Okay. Now I'll say the comedians on the right aren't so talented as those on the left, but those on the left are extremely careful with their words nowadays, and they don't want to offend anybody, so they have to be very careful, and they have to go after the police and people like turned off. Keep politics in that at that level out of it. I mean, you want to make fun of Joe, you want to make fun of Trump, go ahead. But don't go, I'm going to offend this person, I'll be politically correct in this. It's comedy. You know, come on. That's what people want. Laughter. And I think John Kirby's going to be very successful. But he mentioned about how this administration is saying, well, the American people are saying that Joe Biden is a cognitive mess. Well, he's not. We saw him in private where he was fantastic. So he's like, show it, all right? I mean, you're lying to the face of the American people. And these people have seen time and again how Joe Biden fumbles, stumbles, and mumbles. And is a disaster, cognitively. You had Corinne Jean-Pierre saying that the reporter that asked her about the fact that the majority of the American people think that Joe Biden is in a cognitive decline, she said to that reporter, well, that's your judgment. Wait, that's what the American people are saying, right? So how about that has some weight to it, but no. The American people are wrong in their judgment, I guess, is what they believe. And this is what the left does so many times. They say, don't blame us. You're wrong in your judgment, or that guy's wrong in that. Blame that. And so here is Joe Biden 
on the day of the Super Bowl where he was supposed to do an interview with CBS and Corinne Jean-Pierre said he's not doing an interview on the day of the Super Bowl because he doesn't want to bring politics into football on such a celebrated day and by people. And he didn't do the interview. Okay, but on that day, Joe Biden dropped a TikTok video, which was extremely, you know, political, saying I'm not to blame for increased flight prices at the grocery or chips having bags of chips having less chips in them it's the chip companies that are responsible that's what he said and I wanted to hear that it's called shrinkflation and so on the day of the Super Bowl he did bring politics into it he just didn't do an interview because an interview is not usually scripted beforehand and I guess CBS didn't this time want to go ahead with Joe Biden having a scripted interview with them. Because they weren't willing to do that for him this time around. And so therefore, Joe Biden didn't do an interview, but he did a scripted TikTok video. So let's listen to the Super Bowl multiple choice questions that Joe Biden got on the TikTok video. Where he had a multiple choice of very obvious questions, but it was also scripted. They told me, this is what you're going to answer. I mean, one of the questions was Joe Biden or Donald Trump for president in 24. And Joe Biden answered, Biden. That was fantastic, right? No, but it wasn't. Joe Biden would have maybe said Trump. It was scripted, right? They recorded it again and again and again until it was perfect. And then they gave it up. Hey, listen to this. Gamer commercials. Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes a great chocolate chip cookies. Trump or Biden? kidding <laughs> wow slam dunk that was fantastic oh my <laughs> okay now here is joe biden going after food production companies miss porter thank you Ms. Lee, you have the next question both oh my here Super we go sunday if you're anything like me you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game you know when buying snacks for the game you might have noticed one thing sports drinks bottles are smaller Bag of chips is fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little <gasps> and hoping you won't Come notice. on. Give me a break. Come on, right. Seriously, why are they doing it? I mean, what? They're just evil, stingy people, right? I'm not to blame for inflation. I'm not to blame for why the bags of chips have less chips in it. It's not because it costs more for the companies to make their chips. It's because of shrinkflation. Stingy company owners that want to put less chips into the bags and you'll pay the same price for it. Hey, Joe, people aren't buying it, right? Inflation is through the roof in so many different areas in this country. Yes, the inflation rate has lowered over the last year, for year by year, meaning if it went up last year a few percent, let's say 7%, over one year inflation, an increase this year went up less percent. But it's still going up. And the fact that it's still going up and not down inflation is terrible for the economy. And you're to blame for it, Joe. But now he says it's the snack companies. They're to blame. Well, Joe, why didn't they do it when Trump was president, Joe? Why weren't they stingy back then? I think if they were stingy, they'd be stingy just as much then. Hey? 
was because it just happened to be that they decided to be stingy now. No, 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 Joe. Hey, also the war in Ukraine. Why didn't Putin, who's a friend of Trump, do it when Trump was president? Well, he just happened to do it now because he did it now. I agree with you, Joe. He did it now. Why now? Why not when Trump was president? Maybe because you're president, Joe. I think that's why. Because you're weak. The snack companies are putting less chips into the bag. They don't want to increase the prices of the bag of chips even more because they want people to be able to afford it. But they put less chips in the bag. That's a fact. And you're to blame for it, Joe. You are to blame. Yeah, we got out of here.